Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of High and Wide Full Circle. Yes, this is already our second episode. I think the first one went pretty well, if I do say so myself. Maybe not. Say some others. I'm here with my good friend Steve Ferrari. You can find him at Ferrari underscore HW Radio. I am, of course, am Jack Smith. You can find me at Jack underscore HW Radio. Uh, this is a show where we talk about whatever we feel like, quite honestly, but we really like to deep dive into the Metropolitan Division. Steve, there was a lot of moving and shaking this week uh, with uh, certain teams in our division. Almost everybody from our division outside of the Devils was in this thing. So that's a lot to talk about right there. But before we get started, I uh, I want to address some comments that I made on our first show. Nothing like a first show with uh, you know some controversy, I guess. Um, I have talked a lot about the Jack Adams Award and John Tortorella and our coach, Alain Vigneault. And it's, it's gotten a little heated when it shouldn't have been. Um, I just noticed that on Twitter and whoever I talk to, however they feel. And I don't know. Um, I just feel like it shouldn't be that way, <laughs> but I'm part of the problem at the same time, I guess, you know? So I was talking about that last week with uh, Steve, of course. Um, there was a, uh, a narrative out that Columbus lost all these players and what have you. And I, I don't think it's as cut and dry as that. I don't agree with that statement totally when you add guys for a playoff run, but it is another opinion and you know, it's a valid opinion. So in my, I don't know what you rant, I guess. Uh, yeah, we can call I it a Yes, my, yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Um, I used the word liar when I said false narrative. I attached liar to that. And I just wanted to say, after hearing a little bit about it, um, and rightfully so, uh, I shouldn't use that word. Uh, that's just so dramatic. Like, what? It's an opinion. Like, nobody's, nobody's that into winning an argument like this that they're going to blatantly lie or whatever when the guys did play for the blue jackets like it's not like they never played there they could have re-signed or what have you just to i don't know i was just in a in a moving i was just moving i was just going and uh it came out it was stupid i think what hurt me the most when i listened back uh for editing the show uh i, I did it twice and i was like I, I said it again like well that's not i was stupid but if you notice when i first brought it up i didn't say it at all so it came later when i got revved up uh, but anyway, it was an unfair remark. It was unfair. I shouldn't have said it. Uh, and I apologize flat out. I still feel how I feel about the, the subject matter and the point being made. But I went a little too far, uh, and it really wasn't fair to certain people. So uh, let's try not to do that anymore, Steve, or let's do it again. What do you think? I can, I can, I can start a record here, and we'll uh, – We'll be off before we even got going. It'll be all my fault. Um, you know what it, was? So anyway. it was? It was heat of the moment. Um, you, you said some things, but I think it was all in, in good nature. I don't think you meant anything by it. And we, we get fired up here. We're, we're defending our, our guy, A.V., here. So, you know what? It is what it is. And we can, uh, we can move on from there. We're all adults here. But, yeah, I think that was uh, well said by you, Jack. Well, I appreciate that. I'll take it, I guess. Uh, probably won't be the last time, unfortunately. I don't look forward to ruffling that many feathers, but it is what it is. Um, so anyway, with uh, without further ado, uh, so we had some uh, some games were played this week, huh? Uh, what, a, this was, what a week it was! Wow, uh, I had made some predictions on uh, the other show, the, our main show, and 
Uh, a lot of them were dead on. The other ones were completely opposite. Like, I think I split. I really do. And uh, outside of a couple of obvious ones. And I really thought Pittsburgh, and that's the first we got to talk about here. I, I yep. bought donuts for my office for this one. Uh, <laughs> they lost, and they lost in four games. They only beat Montreal once. And Montreal, Carey Price especially, they looked really good. I mean, that was that was a fun. I, I watched the most of that series besides any Flyers games by far. Yep, I here. love that series. It all started with game one. And they had Jarry in, and he looked great too. He looked awesome. And they just they just couldn't even they couldn't even force game five. And now Pitt's eliminated. And this is a, a double whammy here because not only did Pitt get eliminated, but this is who the Flyers are going to play in Montreal. So Steve, I'll ask I'll send it to you right here. I want I have two main questions. How do you feel about Pittsburgh being eliminated in that series? But also, how do you feel about playing Montreal in the first round for us? All right, so I'll start with Pittsburgh. Um, I was when the when the draw came out and I saw that they got Montreal. The the narrative was from the beginning: Can Carey Price stand on his head and and beat the Penguins? But more or less, um, everybody thought it was going to have to be him single handedly. Um, I gotta say. From watching that series, the Penguins, outside of Sidney Crosby and, and a couple players here and there, they just look lifeless. Um, and the, the main culprit of that, in my opinion, was Evgeny Malkin. Um, he looked like a shell of himself. I don't know if there is some lingering injury or he just didn't like the way these playoffs were set up, but whatever it was, um, he was a ghost. And I think that really, really hurt the Penguins because they're they have so much talent. But when... When a guy like Malkin isn't playing, it really hurts their chances to, to win, especially against a world-class goalie like Price. Um, I think the the uh, Canadians played great, um, and they had to play a great team game to win. But I also think I put a lot of that loss on the Penguins themselves. And I just – to me, like I said, they look lifeless. They, they looked like they weren't playing for anything. It was like a December game where you're kind of just in that rut, getting through a, a long road trip. Um, they just looked bored. Uh I don't know if the core is getting older. Um, I can't really put my finger on it, but whatever it is, the Penguins aren't the big bad Penguins that we know from the past. Yeah, I mean that was well said because I was thought there might be a chance before this, you know, the Flyers won three games and we were first looking at the 24-man tournament. Um, some people weren't even sure if it was going to recede or not at the time, and the idea of playing Pittsburgh in the first round um, or second round. Um, was talked about early and i remember feeling then like you know as this year went on we started to own them we had that big seven nothing loss whatever it was but it was then it was the flyers the rest of the way and they may have gotten this once in overtime like a shootout but that was it and it was it was we had their number and we looked better and even in our losses outside of the one blowout early in the season they looked good in that too and then we played them in the preseason and we beat them in overtime and it was like okay um, maybe they're not the big bad penguins that they used to be, you know, like in Malkin, the, you were hearing about Malkin in game one of Montreal going in that overtime, Keith Jones saying if he could score, I really think if he did, this is a different series we're talking about. Agreed. I think that wakes Malkin up. And, uh, you know, unfortunately the most you garnered out of him this series is a few posts. <laughs> like that's and it. I think one, he hit the post. 
one power play assist, I believe, was all he had too. And, oh, and that, I thought I, even I thought he had more assists than that. Yeah. Like, geez, just from being on top lines, and because everybody else played pretty decently besides the defense, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's as the series went on, I will be honest, I lost faith in game two. I was like, this is the pit I expected. Right. You know, they can still. I thought they could beat them without Malkin. Honestly, I didn't think they really needed him. Uh, not in this early in the tournament. Um, so yeah, I was like, all right, that's it. And then I heard, I didn't even watch game, uh, three until my dad texted me and I jumped in. I was like, holy shit. And you know, they won that game. Well, now I have to watch game four. Yep, this is incredible. Yep. And then that game was awesome. I was, you know, it was low scoring, but it was awesome. Um, and it was so good to see them score that late like that. Like it all was. you could see yep. the, the, the wind came right out of their sails. They could barely finish that game. Uh, I think it was like a weird deflection for the empty netter. Like, nobody shot it into the net they like cleared it It hit off the boards funny yeah and yeah and it's like i just felt like they had i don't want to say had their number but they didn't falter they kept playing with it now as far as their chances moving forward uh i think they just and i did see this on twitter and i totally agree i feel like they just won their stanley cup and beaten pittsburgh the way they did they were the lowest seed i don't think they're gonna I'll be sh- and this, maybe this is a confidence, but I think the Flyers could sweep them, and they—I think they kind of should. Like that's confidence. I know that's ridiculous to say that, but I'm so mo- confident in the Flyers, and I feel like Montreal is going to be gassed. And if Christ pra- cracks even just a little bit, I, that's when I think the Flyers will sweep them. So there's no so way we lose to these guys. I, I think the Flyers are a head and shoulders better team than the Pittsburgh Penguins are. It, the the pe- Penguins probably have more skill, pure skill players, but I think the Flyers as a team are way more talented than anything Pittsburgh threw out on the ice. And I think the way the Flyers are playing, um, I think they're going to basically do what the Canadians just did to the Penguins, outskate them, um, and, and you're just going to see them play a full game for 60 minutes. And you know what? Price might steal a game. But I think the Flyers are going to handle the Canadians, and I think they'll handle them rather easily. Uh, the way that the Flyers are playing right now, I can't pick any team against them, let alone a team that really, let's be honest, shouldn't have been in the quote-unquote playoffs this year. Um, I, I do see Price stealing one, but I think the Flyers win in a comfortable 4-1 to route here. I'm, I'm not worried about the Canadians. Yeah, and it's I just feel like the way Pittsburgh played Montreal, they just let them stay in games yep. at nothing nothing or not pulling away and I think that's what came back and bit them. And I don't think the Flyers are going to do that. I think this defense is going to give them fits. I think there's way too much offensive talent on this defense with Sanheim and Myers both scoring awesome goals. Like Kevin Hayes is an absolute force. If Jake and G start like like Jake. They, I'm not worried. It's been three games. I'm not like you know. Jake didn't even play in the one game. But I'm just saying, if they do start scoring, or if this power play starts scoring, we could be a serious, serious juggernaut. Be- better than 2010, in my opinion. Like that's it's insane how confident I am in this team, and I think Montreal's gonna get a wake up call. I, I think, think they're so gonna. They're, it's like it's gonna be like a professional like we're here to beat you. We're not hanging on. Like this is our year kind of thing. And, um, I, that's really confident to say like the the Penguins really let them hang in games, like you said. And for a team like Montreal, that's the underdog. You let them hang around. They're going to start to build confidence off of that. 
you know you got a world-class goalie in price. So it's just those little things, and, and I don't see the Flyers letting that happen. That, that I think that's going to be the difference in the series. Yeah, and yeah, and I have to agree with you. I could see Price stealing a game. I don't think I, but I do think it's still possible. I don't see them getting off to a slow start. When we talked to Settlemeyer, he said that this team, you could, you knew that they could feel that they knew how good they were. That makes there's sense. There's something different. Yep. There's something yeah, different. Yeah, like because we asked him, do they know? And he's like, they know. And this team, <laughs> they know. And I, you know, what do I know? I was like, okay, sh- I believe you. Like, you know. And yeah. then I saw it. Then I saw Boston, Washington, and Tampa four to one, three to one, four to one, like, you know, and Pittsburgh in overtime, like, what? And they were never, were they ever down in any of these games? Nope, scored first no. in every game. They except usually the, got two goal leads in every game. Didn't they have a two goal lead and maybe they let one in? And I think Washington I was three zero before they, you know, like it was insane they were the clearly the better team and say what you will and we'll get into this later but the other teams maybe have faltered but you know what this is technically playoffs like when it when lawton scored they said like his first one's like third career playoff goal and i was like i thought i didn't realize these goals counted for the playoffs yep. <laughs> you know? yep. because in steve let me know what you think about this this is a playoff goal but if it went to overtime it would have went to a shootout I'm not a fan. I wasn't a fan of that, but you know what? It is what it is. So I guess I don't think that would have counted as a playoff goal, but. Eh. But they count as in the stats. It, they uh, said playoff true, goal. True. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I have no problem with that. But then I thought about how uh, Tampa and Washington went to a shootout. Yeah. And I was kind of yeah. like, I, it's, it's, it's a, I'm nitpicking. I get it. I, know, I get I it. I, it. I, I get <laughs> it. I'm nitpicking. It's a unique year. But I was a little curious about that. I'm not trying to take any away from Scotty, you know, especially how awesome he's been. Yeah, um, he's... But, you know, it, anyway, you know, re- we'll preview more of Montreal, Philly, a little more in-depth, uh, you know, as we go here. Uh, main thing is Pittsburgh's eliminated. Before we move on to the Rangers, wh- just give me your general outlook on the Penguins from here, from here moving out. And this is if they don't get the first overall pick. So, <laughs> that was gonna be so in question. that 10% chance that they don't get it, let me know what you think happens. I mean, you know, I, they have some nice players. Um, Malkin, Crosby, Latang, they're getting up there. I, I think they're a team that, I mean, I want to say they need a retooling, but how do you retool with, Crosby, Malkin, and Latang, and the money you're paying those guys. Like, you're in a really weird spot. Like, you got Gensel. Um, he signed it a nice deal. Um, they got a couple other nice players, but they, they need a lot of help on defense. Um, you, you got a two-goalie system that's nice, but if you're not pushing the right buttons, uh, that's a that's a different beast for a lot of goalies. They're not used to playing in a, in a timeshare like that. And if, if one starts outperforming the other, do you, do you go all the way to that? that route and trade one of them. Um, but I, I think they need to address the defense the most. Put anybody with Sid, they're probably going to put up points. Um, but you, you can't have a defense the way they do uh, and, and expect to win playoff games against – I mean, just look around the, the East. Look at all these teams that you're going up against. You're not going to win a playoff series with Brian Dumoulin as your uh, de facto second parent top guy on your second pair defenseman. You're just not going to do it. Um, I think they need a lot of help and – Please, please, please do not let them get that first pick and, and, and fix everything magically with uh, Lafreniere. That's that's my worst nightmare. But 
I think we're finally starting to see the magic of the Pittsburgh Penguins fade away a little bit. Yeah, I mean, people picked them to to win the cup this year. <laughs> like, they picked them to win the cup, and a lot of them had them going. And mm-hmm. um, I I thought that was like you guys are ridiculous. Like, okay, maybe they're not gone yet. This is before this series. I'm like, but so like I saw I could see one at the most two saying that they go pretty far into the playoffs. But I was like, I saw like two cup winners, five in the finals. I'm like, what? Where's all this confidence coming from? This team has been on a downward trend. Jack Johnson was a terrible signing. Matt yep. Murray is not the same guy who won two cups at all. Jerry's been nice, but it just it hasn't clicked. It has been enough. It's like they're trading Phil Kessel hasn't really panned out. Like, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It's it. it and everybody loved the coach. Now they don't. Um, and I, I didn't even like Tanev as a signing for the years. I didn't, either. Like, I, like, I didn't like that at all. Money, but... I thought Yensel was good. I thought Hornquist is good. I hate them both, but they're good. Latang yeah. is still doing his thing. And it's just like they're glaring needs elsewhere on defense and lower depth in the lineup. Um, like Sherry's fast, but he, my God, he cannot finish. Um, <laughs> are starting to glare through. And they can't. Crosby can't always put them on his back when he has to. And he tried. Like game one, they went up 2-0. He was the one to score, and he was doing his thing while Malkin was sleeping. And I just think that with Malkin looking disinterested, which was so odd. Like I don't, I don't, I personally don't think it's an injury. I just, it's, but I also feel it's so odd you'd be in, disinterested in the playoffs after not playing for so long. It's like, bizarre. but that's what he looked like. Yep. And like maybe he had a little urgency when they were losing, but that's about it. It didn't make him any better. So, I mean, I don't know where he goes from here because he was looking fine during a regular season, if not better than his previous season. And so here we are. And it's, you know, I'm trading Matt Murray if I'm Pittsburgh. Like, not to get too, too into it, but I, I think I'm going with Jerry. Murray, to me, he has some good games, but he ha- he's, reminds me, like, how Bobrovsky is right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just feel like he'll, he'll have two really good couple of years and kind of be pretty good for a little bit and then just fall off or... I just see the same career trajectory, and I don't ask me to explain why. It's just how I feel about the guy from what I've seen with my eyes. I actually, um, uh, to, to elaborate on that, I actually was surprised that Murray got the start in, in game one against the Canadians. I thought Jari played better than him all year, and if I was Sullivan, I would have gone Jari. Um, I think he give, he would have given them a little bit of a better chance to win. I know Murray's won cups for you. But the way I mean, it's what have you done for me lately? And I and I thought Jari was the guy. Now clearly, I didn't get to see him in practice the way that Sullivan did. But uh, I, I was a little bit surprised that Jari didn't get the call in Game One. And I mean, you saw how well he played in Game Four, but too little, too late, I guess. Yeah, I felt like with the injuries they had this year, the only reason they're they are where they are is because of Jari. Like yep. he's he's the guy that I would say, and it's like. They go right to Murray, what, playoff experience? I think the reason, and this is why I'm worried about Murray's future, I think the reason that he won those Cups is, one, the teams were stacked, obviously, but yeah. I think he didn't, he couldn't quite grasp how big of a moment it was. He was a rookie. Like, you know, he's like, every game is big to him. You know, it's like it's right. his first, you know, like it was his rookie year and what have you, and the team just was rolling, and it's like, hey, it's always going to be like this. But then, like, they weren't as good as he more, and more, they put more and more on him. And you, you saw it when I was in Toronto and he was playing for Team North America. Like, he broke his hand. He broke his thumb on a slap shot. And he stayed in the game. And it it cost them. And it's just like, I don't know if he's putting too much on him and the pressure's getting to him or whatnot. But I could see him coming out of the gate hot with a great team and just 
not being affected by the fact that playoff hockey and all that, because as I said, every game is a big game for him and just came up. Um, it just kind of, like you said, magic, it kind of just wore off. And now it's based on athleticism and, and more. And with that defense, he's Jerry's just better equipped to, to shut it down than Murray. Uh, I don't, that doesn't mean to say that Murray can't be successful elsewhere, but I think he's going to need help. Um, he, he and I'm curious. What was uh, that? I think if he, if he had a little bit better system in front of him, a little bit more defensive minded, I think he would go back to being the Matt Murray we know. But right now, with the way they're playing, I think that athleticism, like you said, would have benefited them more so than what Murray brings to the table. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know, remember how I don't have offhand how many years he has left on his deal or what they have to do to um, if they're looking at trading him or just releasing him when the time comes and using that money elsewhere because they do do that too. Um, or maybe uh, or like expan- don't forget about the expansion draft. Oh, wow. Yeah, it worked for him the first time. Uh, <laughs> if I'm them, I'm doing everything in my power to get uh, possibly Tanev, but really Jack Johnson. I mean, he might only have a year left, but if he's got more, how many years does Jack Johnson have left? Four. Jeez, <laughs> yeah. four? Oh, my, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm like, come on. You take a first-round pick and take him. Like, just do it, please. We have any chance of milking Crosby's career, the guy get him off the team. You know, and, it's funny. Murray's uh, he, he'll be an RFA after this year. Um, Twenty six years old. So will Jari. So you'll have two guys up. At, oh at, yeah, you got to choose. Yep. <laughs> you got to choose. You don't have the money for that. You have to. And oh. Murray's going to call. He's going to ask for more. He's got two cups. Yeah. Hey, like, come on, he? easy. Take take the cheaper guy. You saw Washington do it. A little different situation, but still. A little bit. You know, like they're taking the, they're going with the young kid over the guy with the cup. And yeah, that's what I would do. If they can get something for him, they're going to need it. They're going to need picks and prospects or I don't know, maybe a player. I don't know who you could trade him to. I know he would, if he became a free agent, uh, he would, Edmonton would love to have him. That's for sure. They got, they got, I know they got money issues, you know, or Phoenix. You talk about a system, a system like Phoenix's is, does, does wonders for goalies. Uh, Again, I have no idea if they can afford him either, but. Whatever, we're getting too into it there. So anyway, uh, Pittsburgh, yeah. Pittsburgh's out. Future, I don't want to say bleak, but that window is closing faster and faster every day. Yeah. Um, other than that, we had the surging Rangers got uh, eliminated. They did manage to get one win. I saw bits and pieces of this game. I saw a lot of highlights mostly. Um, seemed like, who the hell they play? Carolina. Carolina, which we'll, yeah, we're about to get into. Carolina was just fully in control. Like, wait, did they they swept them, didn't they? They swept them, yeah. I'm thinking the Islanders, Panthers. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, they didn't even get one win, man. With everything they were talking, Zabitajad, Panarin. Yeah, they they just – and I said it last time we recorded. uh, They started Lundqvist in game one. I didn't agree with it. Um, He just – he doesn't look like the goalie we knew. Um, Shosturkin, I know, was hurt, but Georgiev, I would have – taking him game one, but yeah, I don't know if it would have mattered. Carolina just, they railroaded them. Um, the Rangers didn't look like they had any answers for what Carolina was throwing at them. And I got to say the Rangers, they came out and they had a much better year than I was expecting. I was, I was thinking they would be more of a, more towards the bottom of the standings and they were the 11 seed. So they, they weren't as high as they could have been, but you know what? They were surging at the end of the year. And I think they were going to be fighting for a playoff spot all the way up to the end if, if the season played out. 
And I think they're maybe a year early on what they're really going to be, but I think they've got a bright future. And that's with Capococco really not giving them a whole lot just yet. Um, but I still like him and I still like his prospects going forward. So I would actually say that they're in a better position than uh, Pittsburgh and it's not particularly close. Yeah. Um, yeah. They definitely didn't look good in this series, but as far as their future is concerned, Pittsburgh's on the down downs and Rangers are on the up and up. And yep. that, that's the main thing, whether how many years they are away, at least they're headed at their, their trajectories in the right uh, direction. And there's a lot of players on that team I like. Uh, Panarin definitely looking like uh, I don't know what the difference was jumping teams, but he's jumped to a top three player in the league. If he can keep this up, my God. Um, and Zabitajad's his own little animal. But they got to clear some cap. Like, they got issues at D. Uh, Lundqvist needs to be moved. They got goalies that's there. That's going to be the yeah. hard part. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's it's a double whammy. It's who wants that, and you're saying goodbye to your franchise guy for however many years. And uh, they had two other good goalies. Like Georgiev was good. Like he did more than anybody expected. They didn't trade him. And the reason I say that is because they got the kid from Russia who's supposed to be the heir apparent, uh, supposedly. And you know, so they got the, these three guys. And I'm like, well, why didn't you move McKenna? Um, McKenna, I, I always do that. Georgia for something like you had needs, yep. you know, like you could have if you you were going to make the playoffs. At least you were surging before you before you played the Flyers, honestly. Um, and you could have used that extra help. And they just they decided to hang on to everybody. So I, I'm really curious to see what they do. Uh, Anthony D'Angelo is another uh, interesting case to say the least. He's got all sorts of they love him. He's got oodles of talent. And they need some younger defensive guys, but he's going to ask for a hefty price tag pretty soon. And he's got a lot of issues, a lot yeah, of he, anger issues. Sure. Yep. He's taken, you know, I've heard he said like racial slurs on the ice. Um, I don't know if he does that, not in the, not in the pros, this is in juniors, but, you know, like starting hitting people, starting fights, taking really, really stupid, bad penalties. Uh, he's I, don't, a guy I don't know. I mean, I, I figure they got to keep him. They got to look to clear cap elsewhere. They traded Brady Shea, which was weird. And that was those, I actually, I was going to bring that up. I, I kind of like that move based on what they got back. They did get a first round pick for him. Now, what Grinch, else did they get? Uh, I think it was a first, and I want to say it was a third. I don't recall the exact. It was purely uh, draft picks. Okay. Um, but I, I really did like that move because where they were, I think they would realize that even if they surge and did make the playoffs, like I said, they weren't quite ready. So get something like getting a first round pick for a player like that, I think makes a big difference, especially when you have a guy like Adam Fox waiting in the wings. Um, so you could kind of play addition by subtraction. Um, I, I like the move. Uh, I know it's hard to say when you make technically make the playoffs, but I was still a fan of it at the time. And, and I did like that they re-signed Chris Kreider and didn't trade him. Um, maybe not the term, but I did like the dollars that they gave him. He's making him six and a half a year after this year. Um, I thought that was a good move, even though he's 29. Uh, he doesn't play a game that I, I don't think will – I think his game will age well enough that the salary won't look too bad in a couple of years. Um, but I think they're set up to compete uh, as long as they can move uh, Lundqvist. That's that's the big question mark. Do you, do you think it's feasible that they do it this offseason? I mean, he's got two years left. I'm sorry, he'll have one year left after this. He'll be making eight and a half next year. That's a Oof. high high price tag to move. 
but in in a league like the NHL, if you don't have a good goalie, you're in uh, you're in some hot water. So I think if they if you package something with it, they might be able to move him for something. It's going to be interesting off season for them. Um, I don't I don't know. That's a lot of money, and uh, you don't want to start you don't want to start eating it, or God forbid, buying them out and having that extra cap hit for, for mm-hmm. however long that would take. I think they got to bite it. If you move them, great. I wouldn't give up anything significant except when you take them with one year remaining. Um, Adam Fox, I, yeah, uh, we'll see what's up with that. I, I I thought he would have played more this year, honestly. But, you know, um, what's perfect for the Rangers that scares me, and we don't not enough of us talk about this, they really don't have the money to do much in free agency. They really can't commit long-term. If they might have cap space. I don't think they have a lot. But they can't commit long term to anybody because they have all these prospects and money tied up in other players and they have to move out some cap before they can do that. So I think they're not going to do anything this off season. But the one thing that nobody can control is if they were the team to get Lafreniere, that would be perfect for them. I mean, Capo was a winger, you know what I mean? Like Panarin could be a winger. Like he can play wherever the hell you need him to. If you drop this, this he plays all the positions too, from what I read. But yeah, I, I guess he would play center or whatnot, wherever you needed him. You can manipulate however you wanted to. Like that would give them the punch where they could eat that just one more year of Lundqvist, go with the you know the three goalie rotation thing, get the young kid in there, Georgiev, and their defense could be adequate enough where they could. I wouldn't think to be anything serious, but that would really accelerate their rebuild like tenfold. And I, I would be that would be very nervous about that. That would. That, we joke about Pittsburgh, but that might just be keeping the Crosby thing alive a little bit longer. Where if this guy goes to the Rangers and he is what they're saying he is, that could be that could be really bad news. Oh yeah, and, and I was going to bring that up. If if they get him in, look out because that that changes the entire dynamic of that team. Exactly, and it's uh, we're not no, but nobody's really talking about it because we're all and I'm one of them. Uh, Making our jokes about Pitt, we say jokes, but we've seen that before. So the other the other thing I was going to ask you, and this will transition into the other teams here, is so what do you think of Brady Shea's future based on what you've seen and him in Carolina, and is that a do you see him staying there, and do you see him turning into the player that maybe they the Rangers thought he would be at one time? I, I think the way that the Hurricanes are set up. He can go in and he doesn't have to be the number one guy. And he can go in, play behind or with Dougie Hamilton. I mean, you got Slavin there. Gardner's still there. Like, they're so loaded on the back end. Uh, Shea can just go there and play his game. And I think that's exactly the type of thing he needed. Um, I think he's ultra talented, but I don't think he's your number one guy. Like, you don't want to rely on him to play that Dougie Hamilton role or that Ivan Provorov role. But I think when he's paired on the second line and he doesn't have to match up against those top guys, I think that's where you'll really see him blossom into a, a high-level defenseman, a guy that can put the puck in the back of the net, make some plays, move the puck. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think that was the best move for him. I do think the Canes are going to have to move someone just because – I mean, the, the back end has a lot of guys there, um, but he fell into a pretty darn good situation leaving uh, New York and going to a team like the, the Hurricanes. Yeah, the Hurricanes, um, they were about what I thought they'd be this year. Uh, we played them pretty well. 
which is funny because people were like talking about who they'd be afraid of, and a lot of the most common names are Tampa, who we know we wouldn't have to worry about early. Uh, you had Pitt from the past. You had the Islanders. I'm one of those. Uh, but people started talking about Carolina, and I'm like, listen, I, I get they won 3-0. It's it's still morassic back there. Like I I, I I just I don't think the these three games are here he is he's arrived or anything like that. You know the defense is very good uh, on both ends of the ice, and they got some guys up front. Sebastian Aho is the real deal, man. Um, I just don't I just don't see it as a problem. Like I, I get it, but I'm not afraid of them by any means. I'm not afraid of anybody's the rather not list I would call it. And I don't care if we play Carolina in the next round. I, ra- I would rather play Montreal, obviously, mm-hmm. but I'm not afraid of Carolina by any means. That being said, very impressive win over the Rangers. They were, Rangers were my pick. I thought it'd be a close series. I thought the Rangers would pull it out. They did not show up. Um, you know what's funny? I'm gonna I'm gonna go against you real quick there. I, as that Carolina series went on and I watched them play, they I think scare me the most of any team left in the playoffs. However, I do think that Morozik is a ticking time bomb back there. I don't know when he's going to blow up, but I think he is going to blow up at some point. We saw him here. He would have a good game or two, and then he would look like he couldn't stop a beach ball if someone shot it at him. Um, mm. But up front, they're so deep. Adding Trocek was a huge, uh, huge addition for them. Uh, they're they're a team that's clicking right now, and I think Rob Debod is he's a really really good head coach. I don't think he gets enough credit. Um, if if they had a better goalie, I would say they would be my pick right behind the Flyers to win the Eastern Conference. But I think at some point we're going to see uh, that uh, those two guys get exposed, whether it's Mrazek at some point or Reimer. I just don't think they can hold up in a series. Um, against some of the higher quality teams. But as far as forward and defense goes, they are probably the most talented, uh, if not one of the top two or three uh, in the NHL. They've also got to be one of the top two or three uh, teams that move pieces on their roster season to season and in the season. I mean, for a team that drafts very well defensively, you got to remember they've traded, they traded Hannafin. You know, they, they, they signed, they were the, they signed, What's his name from Toronto? Very late in the offseason. Jake Gardner. Well, I didn't see that coming at all. I thought they were yeah. fine at defense. <laughs> they're trading Skinner one year, and they're sh- moving and shaking on defense. They've got all sorts of prospects, man. Jake Bean, has. I, I think I, he's may come up a little bit. Hayden Flurry was drafted years ago. Yep. Uh, they they drafted other guys like Hadafin. They traded him for Hamilton, so he got Hamilton. Yep. You know, Flavin. Um, I'm forgetting guys. Like they got like two more. They are pretty decent players, you know. I mean, and, they have uh, Edmondson back there, Sammy Vatanen, who's hurt. You know, they traded for Vatanen too. Yep. That was yep. they. So on top of what I'm saying in the off season, they added Vatanen as well, who yeah. was argue, He was one of the better defensemen for the pretty bad Jersey team, but it is what it is. Like they, they I mean, what are they gearing up for something? Like, and they didn't address goalie. Like, <laughs> well, you're moving. These are the moves you're making. What? It made no sense. But whatever, they're playing well. You're not wrong about that. Um, I just don't. I'll ask you this: If they uh, play the Flyers in the next round, Flyers doing their sweep, but somehow it works out, what would you say that series would finish? 
I think that would go seven, and I would give the edge to the Flyers because I think in a long series you're, you're going to get to Morazic. Okay, that is kind of to your point. Um, but I will ask if they did have a goalie, you were saying you would put them up there above Tampa. You say Flyers, then Carolina. The way they're playing right now, yeah, I absolutely would. Um, <laughs> I, I think I like everything about their game. I think they play – they have incredible skill in offense. But with Brendan Moore, they also play a really hard checking style. And I think that's that's why I put them up there um, with the likes of the Flyers and, and Tampa. I, I, I think everything that goes into their game is the reason that I could see them surprising some people. A feisty offensive team with very good defense and a rough goalie, possibly being sure. one of the better teams in a tournament. Remind you of any Flyers teams of old? Just a little bit to say 2010 maybe. Yeah, a little too much there. Hopefully we're the Blackhawks then. Uh, yeah, I mean, if they can continue the play of the first round, then you're absolutely right. I don't think they can hold that up, although you make a very good point about Morazic, which could completely derail them anyway, and Reimer for that matter. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're off to a good start. I don't know how many other teams swept. Uh, I think Vegas won all their games, and they were in the round robin. We won yep. all our games. Was there any sweeps? I don't believe so. So, I think every other team got at least one. Right, and there was, what, only one or two game fives? Um, yeah. So speaking, uh, we'll move on to the Islanders now. Uh, Islanders, I've seen them play Florida quite often, considering both these teams had issues making the playoffs over the past 15 to 20 years. Uh, when they do, they somehow seem to play each other. Uh, and the Islanders of recent times have seemed to be the team that comes out on top and they do again here winning uh three games to one how did bob look in this series for you um he looked better than the regular season but he he flashed there were a couple of plays especially in game four that he made that you can tell why he's an all-world goaltender but when you're paying a guy as much money as he's getting every year he should be doing what carrie price is doing for montreal he should be able to steal a series. And that's just not what – that wasn't the level that he played at. Um, there were too many um, highs and lows during the games. And look, the Islanders are probably the worst team for the uh, Panthers to match up against. The Panthers want to play running gun. Um, they want to outscore you 6-5 to five every night. And the Islanders want to sit back and play 2-1 to one old school hockey. And I think the Panthers fell right into that trap. And th- that's why they got eliminated so quickly. And they, it never felt like they really had a chance to beat the Islanders. I know it was a, a two-to-one series at one point, but it felt like it was just a matter of time until the Islanders closed it out. Um, uh, they're, at the beginning, I was a little bit more scared about them. But watching them play, I, I think in short small sample sizes the islanders are a team that can win any game but in seven games i think or a seven game series i think the flyers would would come out on top and i think they would come out on top relatively easily yeah i definitely saw that suppressive style of play uh i did like their addition that off the top of my head uh i guess was pajot I believe mm-hmm. they added the defenseman from uh, the Devils as well. I cannot remember his name because I don't Andy remember. Was Andy Green. Andy Green. I almost said Willie Green. I don't even know who that is. Um, I wasn't exactly impressed with that, but I did like Pajot. Uh, they did. They definitely overpaid, but they resigned him also, so I'm not going to kill him for that. Um, 
ultimately, if they play the Flyers, I'm with you there where I would rather not play them because they can get annoying. But this time the Flyers are coming out on top. I'm confident in that. I don't know. I, they could – that would probably go six games. That sounds about right. I think mm-hmm. the Flyers will put them down maybe seven. Um, where in the regular season, we, they, we I don't think we beat them at all. And they shut us down, but they also came back on us twice sort of if you consider how we tied it with a pulled goalie and then they still scored before overtime (laughs) you know so i mean i think this time they'd be facing a different flyers team and i i honestly think we'd we'd handle them i really do i don't think we let them score very much at all i think we would get to varlamov uh i think it would be hard to get to him but when we did i think we'd be successful um and i think we the our special teams would would really our power place already sucks so them them having a great PK, it doesn't matter, you know. So it, as long as our PK is good, you know, one of their strengths doesn't really affect us because we suck at that anyway, <laughs> and, we, and we still beat teams. So I'm not. They can get through at five on five. I've, I think I've no the Flyers. Doubt. I think the Flyers are a much different team than last when they played the Islanders this year. I think the results would be much different. Uh, yeah, the it's in what I'm yeah, and it's like I think we can get to them five on five. We don't have to be reliant on the power play. And this mm-hmm. is also a team that we don't have to say, oh, you better not, you better stay out of the box because you know, I mean, I like Barzil as much as the next guy, but I don't, I just don't have enough firepower for me. They have guys who are talented, but they don't have super superstars. They just they got a couple of nice pieces, but I'm not, I'm just not afraid of that power play by any means. Yeah, neither. You know, I'd be no different than I just wouldn't want to be on the power play. That's it. You know, I think we could even get through some damage. You know, I think. Say that again. Can we decline the penalties? Yeah, yeah, seriously. (laughs) Oh, I remember that. I I think I made a comment on Twitter. Like, they always say, when you're on the penalty kill, your best player needs to be your goalie. Yep. Just so happens when the Flyers are on the power play, their best player happens to be their goalie, <laughs> and he needs hey, okay. to be. He needs to be because they give up some chances, and it just, ugh, it scares me sometimes. I just, just go back to five on five, like you said, decline the penalty. That was yeah, just decline. No thanks. I remember the big good hackstall days. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm not, I'm not afraid of them. I did expect them to win this series. They looked good when they went up 2-0. I was like, they're going to sweep them. That was one of my predictions where I was right about the series, but I was wrong. I was pretty confident they were going to sweep them. I thought the Rangers were going to at least get one. I thought Panarin was going to, or Zabitajad was going to go off or something, just from what I saw in the regular season, and that did not happen. But regardless, Islanders move on. We'll see who they play. Um, And speaking of who they'll play, one of the things that will determine that is our Columbus Blue Jackets, John, your your very own John Tortorella, Columbus Blue Jackets, who is a darling around here. Um, I'm checking the score. What's the score, Steve? One nothing. End of the second. Still period. one nothing Still going one. into the third, huh? Yep. Oh, I hope that Steve, that game better go to overtime. <laughs> it better go to double overtime so we can get out Give there. Give me five. Give me five. <laughs> um, so yeah, what do you think? You think they pull it off? Uh, I'm going to say this. I'm going to skip to Toronto real quick. I know we're talking about Columbus, but Toronto to me is the most disappointing collection of skilled players I can ever remember seeing. They have some of the most talented players in the entire world, and they look like they're playing pickup hockey because there's no system. 
nothing. It, they, they're just running around like a bunch of chickens with their head cut off. Even when they scored the three goals uh, in the game four to come back and send it to overtime, it was just run-and-gun hockey. There's no structure. There's no defense. Um, I think the fact that this game, this series went five with the disparity in talent for both both teams it says a lot about Toronto. Um, but Columbus, they're, they're a solid team. Look, I, I'm not going to take anything away from them. They're not the most talented team. They play their butts off every single night. Um, you know Torts is going to have him skating. You know he's going to have him checking. Um, his system is set up where he doesn't need all the talent in the world. Uh, and they're, they're playing well. Um, but I'm going to say that they're not going to scare me just by knocking off Toronto because from watching Toronto, I just don't think they're a very good hockey team. I think they're a very skilled hockey team. I just don't think they're very good. So I'm not going to put quite as much stock into this one. Um, but if Columbus is able to hold on for the third period, I still got to give them credit for, for advancing in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Um, I would say in my predictions where Pittsburgh um, did win their series, Flyers play Columbus if the Columbus wins this one. And yep. I wanted that series so bad. I Just so, and in my little dream world, AV, they we sweep them, and it's just, it just, <laughs> and I know the votes are in and yada yada. It just, it would have felt nice. What can I say? It would have, um, even if he lost, at least they still would have won that. Yeah, and I mean, and I'm, we're not losing that series. I promise you that. I just don't think we'd sweep them. Um, that being said, to what you say, because they're just they're playing better. They're playing with house money and they're playing better than. You know, we anybody ever thought they would, and they're still continuing that play, which is impressive. Uh, I do think the goaltending's very good. It's better than Bobrovsky, like, yeah. in my opinion. Like, and, and they got and a they great system and defense. They went back yeah. to Corpus Allo tonight, which kind of surprised me. I thought they were going to go with uh, Elvis, but Corpus Allo's played really well. Uh, they, they got two excellent goalies. Um, but you saw what happened when the Flyers played against Elvis during his hot streak earlier this year. Uh, I, I don't think it matters how a goalie's playing. I, I think if they're playing their game, the the Flyers can overcome that. But hey, Columbus is uh they they play a loose style, and when I say loose, I mean they don't look like there's any pressure on them. They know they're not supposed to be there, but they don't care. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm I'm just they had a lot of individual efforts that really help them and when a team that has you know a lack of talent that um that's what that's going to win you games especially from your goaltending but ultimately you're not going to be that good of a team and and you're going to start start to show cracks when injuries come you know creep in and the season drags on and that's kind of what happened with these guys so i think they're one of the teams that the breaks serve best um they needed to get back to basics and you know maybe not they were probably dead because they were giving it their all, man, and they were starting to falter and get injured. And now the break comes; they're in the tournament because they were not in the playoffs when that happened. And they're playing, and they're playing the perfect team. When yes. I saw that matchup. I definitely did not like that for Toronto because I and now against Toronto, you have to question uh, Sheldon Keefe at this point. Is he, well, I thought he was this prodigy coach. He's got these guys. This is how I used to play hockey in some of those teams that were terrible. Like there was no structure. Every somebody would get the puck and, and they just get it down the ice. You know, they're not yeah. dumping it and chasing right. They're not entering the zone with possession. It's individual efforts that are, but they're really good. So it's got them, you know, about above average team. 
but they're nothing special. When you consider the, the names on that team, I remember when they signed Tavares, man, we're like, oh, they're, they're there, they're there. You know, it's, yeah. it's them Even and it will be Boston and whatever. And they're third fiddle to Tampa and Boston in that division there. Um, and, you know, Florida's trying to knock on the door. And I think that's everybody. There's nobody else in that division, right? Because uh, nobody worth mentioning. Nobody worth mentioning is what I mean. But yeah. Um, uh, although, although Montreal. <laughs> true. Very true. Yeah. I thought they could use Lafreniere like you wouldn't believe, by the way. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So they got all the all offensive talent in the world. Um, just pumping it's, it's your up and down. It's just You're ridiculous, out. and they and they and they got a good goalie. Like he's not fan, you know, amazing, but he's good. He's more than capable. Yep. It's that damn defense, and it's ridiculous. And it's definitely the coaching. You know what? You know who's on that team that really hurts them? Tyson Barry, Dave Haxall. Oh yeah, there has to be some kind of mantra with him now because come on. Some of the even I know they have issues at D and some at depth, but you got Marner, Matthews, Tavares, Nylander, all on the same team, and you can't beat the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yep. Uh, oh, like. And then not to mention you got Morgan Riley and Tyson Barry on the back end. Like how? Like you how got offensive guys who can. I mean, I like Morgan yeah. Riley all around, but like even Barry can do something offensively sometimes. Like. And Spets is on the fourth line, for God's yeah. sake. Like, like you, these guys should be able to be scored more than they are. And they're just, they just ran into a, ver- a good system, a very good system. It is what it is. Some really good goaltending, shockingly good goaltending, yep. and a really good defense. And uh, offensively, Columbus has done just enough. And now we're, she's a period away of finding what, you know, they could be advancing. So, yeah, yep. that's a shame for Toronto. Columbus in a weird spot, but overperforming much more than we thought they would. Now the talk next year, like it was this year with the Islanders is going to be, is Columbus going to come back down to earth? Yada, yada, yada. Um, looks like they won't have a shot at Lafreniere if they pull this off. So that's, that's not good for them. Uh, although I don't think the guy would stay when it came time to resign so is what it is. Um, so, you know, that, that's the division with the devil's uh, uh, golf scores have uh, improved a little bit. Um, so uh, flyers, uh, what do you have? We just swept, three of the best teams in the, in, I almost said the elite in the East, in the Eastern conference, the elite, these are the elite teams. Like we cemented ourselves in the conversation. I'm not going to say we're better than them. Cause I don't, that's a lot to say, but like we just put Washington on notice Pittsburgh losing to Montreal that put them on notice Carolina, the Rangers devil well, devils are nowhere near it, but the other two teams are still building. Um, I think, it's changing of the guard, and this could be it. This this playoffs could really be it. Um, we handled Washington. We handled everybody, but Washington was the, uh, the our division. They were ahead of us in the division. We were chasing them, and that just showed me we probably – we deserved the division. And I think they were. Felt, and that, that win kind of felt like this is – you may statistically have led by the end of the stoppage. This is our division. We're the Metro We were coming champs. for you. Yep. Yeah, we, we are the Metro champs. And that game proved it. Say what you will about who didn't play and wah, wah, wah. You know, we we won that game with Brian Elliott. And some, somebody showed me a stat where, like, Elliott's awesome against Washington. And I was yeah. like, all right, I can't win here. Like, I, I, I can't win. Like, like, come on, man. They beat Boston. Boston came out of that game hot. 
Let's not. Let's not. They did not slug it for 60 minutes. The ball, Flyers settled the. They weathered the storm. Exactly. That's when Boston fell off the tracks. You know, after that second goal, definitely after the third one, because when they had cut the lead in half, uh, and the Flyers get it right back, and then you play Tampa, and that's the big one now. Now you're like the Flyers just beat Boston and Washington, not getting any credit. And let me preface something real quick here. Like, I don't care if they get credit. Um, I do think it's odd. I think it's fun to mention. Like, yeah, they still don't like us. I don't think the team and the players at all give a shit. I know they don't. I think they love it. I got to be honest with you. I think they love the fact that everybody is talking about Tampa, Boston, Washington, and how they're, they're these big, bad teams. And Philly, they're just happy to be at the four seed when it, this all started. But I, I think they're using that that is fuel to the fire. They're, they look like they're coming out and they know they're better than everybody, but nobody else has caught up to them yet. They're, they're playing at a different level. They're playing for each other. And there's just a different feel with this team. You, you saw them weather a storm. And how many times in years past would they have been down 3 nothing in the first 10, 15 minutes of a game? And then maybe they'll score a little bit. And then, you know, the other teams would come back, score, and end it. Um, they're weathering a storm. Carter Hart is keeping them. I would have been happy if he kept them at one nothing through the first period of those games, and then they just come out and they impose their will. And we're not talking about our top guys imposing their will. We're talking about Nick Abe, Hubel, or we're talking about everybody. Everybody's coming out and playing a, a style of game that you just you don't see from many teams. You don't see that from Tampa. Um, that, the fourth line that comes out, Thompson's playing his butt off. They're they're just they're on a different level, and the media is going to catch up at some point. But I think they're relishing the fact that they're kind of the, the, the forgotten the forgotten child at this point. Okay, I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll be more clear, I guess, or I'll change it because I agree with everything you just said. Um, I think if once the media does, because that's how you worded it, um, catch up to them, I don't think it's going to affect their play in any way. Oh, no, I don't need it. Like, I, I, yes, it's nice to be like, yeah, these guys aren't even talking about screw them. I, I, I don't think if they were talking about, I still think this is who they are. They're this good. Like, I'm not worried if the media starts talking about them that they would suddenly, their play would falter or something like that, which is kind of like the vibe. And the reason I bring that up is not because of what you said, because I agree with everything you said. Uh, I brought a. Uh, I didn't make it a poll. I just was curious after the Washington win. I put it on Twitter, and I got a vibe of like, well, I certainly hope they don't start doing that. And I was kind of like, well, I'm not worried. Like, I'm just, I just find it interesting. I don't know if it affects the team one way or another. I don't think if they suddenly are like, oh, the Flyers are the team to beat them, they're just gonna fall off a cliff. I was just, I just thought it was odd that, and I always do. I've always been like this, you know, conspiracy theorist. Like, why did they just hate us? Like, they hate us so much. Like, why aren't they talking about the Flyers? Like, I, I'll be honest with you, like, I've been watching for years. I'm talking about all these other teams. And you, people make comments about not putting the stars in the commercials and, like, oh, you never see a flyer in those goofy commercials. Yep. I don't really care about that. Okay. You know, it just adds to the point, but it ain't no big deal. So I, I honestly – I asked a question for that regard. Like, here, they continue to not do it. it just – you think they will now, finally? Like, when's the day? What what do we have to do to get it? Do I need it? No, I just want to win the cup. But it's, it is curious. Like, we have to really get to the point where there's nobody else left to talk about in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it was weird. And it, it the thing is, like, most people respond kind of the way you did. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just – I'm trying to – I'm with you. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I they're going to 
I'm with you, but they're going to keep playing the way they're playing because they're because they're awesome. Like it's not oh, yeah. there's no you know what I mean. It, there's it's not the magic rabbit foot or <laughs> whatever. Like it, they're just awesome. And I was just asking out of curiosity, and I feel like I ruffled feathers. So I just no, I, I don't think them. there's any worry with the media catching up and saying you're the team to beat. Um, I think this team is too well coached, and the two the the locker room is too strong for any of that to really make a difference. I, I just think that everybody wants to take away credit from the Flyers right now and give excuses to the other teams. And, and I think finally, maybe after this series, maybe it'll take another one. But then you'll start to see people really recognizing the Flyers for what they are. But then you go back to the star power. They don't really have that face of the, the team. We, we know the faces of the team, but I'll bet you if you pulled a – fan of another team in the east they wouldn't be able to name many players on the flyers and you know they, what it was they, they, Giroux was scheduled for the commercial but they had him down as a uh, as a center so they uh they had too <laughs> many they had too many wingers so they you know they had the wrong position for him because they nobody oh. pays attention um yeah, no, <laughs> definitely a good point on the stars i thought if they were going to pick somebody from philly you have to go with Giroux. he still has that you know um name recognition and look honestly but yeah I'm, i don't really care about that but i am curious when they're going to start talking about us just because i like talking about the flyers i like hearing about the flyers yeah, and they yeah. do deserve some credit at some point so yeah, yeah they don't care they're going to play their game they're awesome i think we're all on the same page here just how i view it now from the other perspective you said they get they're giving these teams excuses and it, it really is starting to feel like excuses now it's like and that's kind of what made me bring it up it's like the first halak okay i get that He's not the starter. Halak was one of the best backup goalies in the entire That's NHL. That's what I said, year. too. I, I said that, too, and it's nothing. Still, you know, no, eh, doesn't count. You know, Like, I know, right. it's not super rask, but come and on. They, and they beat Washington. And I don't even remember what the excuse was with that one, John but Carlson. there wasn't. What's that? John Carlson didn't play. Oh, yeah, there you go. And then they beat Tampa, and they beat them 4-1. to one, And all everybody talks about is how stacked Tampa is, and they are. They're stacked everywhere. They're they're the on paper they're the best team in the league, like by far. And uh, talk of that was Stamkos. I'm like, well, they beat Boston and Washington without Stamkos. Yeah. You know, and then the, the, then it was uh, Hedman leaving the game. Yeah. And it's like they still got oodles and oodles of talent, and we win four to one. Vasilevsky was in net, right? You know, and it's just, and we still can't, it still don't hear nothing. It just, it just makes me chuckle. But yeah, it did start to feel like excuses. They look, but to get off of the whether they get credit or not, um, Steve, you brought up uh, a play in the Washington game. Uh, I'll let you take it. Just so uh, you were talking about this. Just uh, what were you seeing? All right, this is one of the probably the most subtle uh, high end plays I've noticed. Um, Kevin Hayes was up against the boards. He's got the puck. Radko Gudis comes around, cross checks him. He goes down. Puck stays in the zone, goes back to the boards. Gudis goes to pick it up. 99% of guys are going to go right back into Gudis, give him back for what he just did. Hayes goes like he's going to hit Gudis, but then he just slides up against the boards, all nonchalant. Gudis goes to clear, thinking he's going to get a hit. Puts it right in. Hayes escapes. Tic-tac-toe over to Konechny, back to Lawton, and then the fire score. Um, I saw that as a sign of not only a well-coached team, but a team that, that gets it. You don't have to go back at the guy just because he hit you when you can make a hockey play that can lead to a scoring chance. 
And everybody that wants to get on Kevin Hayes for all the money he got and all the years, that's a play that a very, very small percentage of players in the NHL are going to make. And that's one of the reasons you sign him. He may not be a goal scorer like the likes of uh, Crosby or uh, Ovechkin, but he makes those plays that make a difference over the course of the playoffs. And and to my – just watching that game and watching that play, it's so subtle. Most people probably didn't even know what happened, but that was the reason that they scored. Just by him not taking the hit and taking that little retaliation, he makes a play on the puck, and boom, it's in the back of the net. Kevin Hayes has been something else this year. I uh, I like the trade. I was iffy on the signing. I kind of got it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, love the pairing with AV. I've loved, I must have said... And I got this from Hockey Buzz, but I must have said that he is AV's welcoming gift, or what do you call that? You know, like, you know, you know, and it, that's, that's why we. Did. Yeah, and it's like that's why he did it. And but I said that like lightheartedly, like we needed another center. I like him. You know, I liked him when he was a free agent in the Chicago system um, from the, not signing there and becoming a college free agent. I remember being like bummed when he went to the Rangers because we didn't have any prospects at the time. So it like made sense. That's how you're going to add some prospects because Flyers always traded their picks, you know, go sign a college free agent. Matt Reed was a college free agent. Um, And they didn't get him. I was bummed and he was good at first. And I kind of like lost track of him and he was bad. He was bad in his, his uh, last year. Like he was traded and he was benched. Like you traded for a guy and, and you scratched him. He just was not the same player. You put him back with Vigneault, and he has been a revolution to this team, and particularly the penalty kill. I think he had three assists against Washington. He's been absolutely killing it. He does everything. He, and he plays, it's just – he plays. And the, you, you, what you're saying is he does more than what the stat sheet says yeah. on top of that. And, and that's the kind of – you can't buy that. I, I mean, you technically can, but you can't like <laughs> – he's like you can't – how do you identify that in one player, like all that? And with the system he's in with the coach, like it's too much of a picture for perfect scenario. And we're, we're reaping the fruits, the, the fruits, the fruits of the labor. Like it's a, uh, it's, it's impressive. I cannot remember a better free agent in any sport for Philly uh, of recent memory like this. Like, my God, it's almost like when the Eagles got to and he just first season there, three touchdowns, his first game. And just, you know, He's so Philly. He's so laid back yep. and funny, but he plays the right style of game and he works on every line. And he makes everybody else look good and he looks good. And he just, well, our biggest weakness was our penalty kill. And he's like the best penalty killer in the league. Like he's, he's just the full package. And it's a lot of it is Vigneault and the system matching up. But what a match made in heaven. As good as his skill set is, he also plays the game on such a cerebral level that. Any deficiency he has against those superstars, he's making up for it by playing the game on another level. Um, he he knows what he wants to do with the puck. He knows what's around him. He knows where to go, where not to go. Like that's what makes such a big difference with him versus just a pure scorer. Like he he's playing the game in his mind at the same time as he's making all these moves and protecting the puck. Like like he, he protects the puck like Yager did. Like the, he uses his body so well, and he's never he, he's never too quick to make a play, but he always knows where everybody is on the ice. 
He really does, and he can he can just hang on to the pl- the puck and extend plays so easily. You saw it in the Sandheim goal; it's almost like he was begging somebody to get open. Yeah. He just and he made a great pass. You see him on the penalty kill, protect the puck like you're saying, just just kill seconds off that clock. That you know, and he scores and he has offensive chances on the penalty kill as well. It's it's really impressive. It's been great. So that's what part of the reason he was a big reason why. Uh, we were able to beat Washington, assisting on all the three goals, and a couple of them real beauties. Um, what are uh, what are Washington's chances here going forward? They're officially the third seed in the East. Uh, I'm not sure if their matchup is determined yet. Uh, about where we thought they finish, if the Flyers did what they did or something similar to it, we thought they might be fourth. But with Boston not showing up at all, they're the third seed. Uh, how do you think they fare in this uh, this playoffs? They added uh, Ilya Kovachuk, who I thought I heard his name called once. Uh, against he hit the side of the net and that was about all I saw from him and uh, Brendan Dillon who um, wasn't good when they got him I, don't, I really didn't notice him too much uh, in the game against Philly uh, what do you think their chances are like uh, I mean they they did get their matchup determined by the getting the three seed they're playing the Islanders I, I huh. think that was a, that was a much better matchup for them than Carolina um, I think Carolina would have had their way with them. The Islanders, I actually think they'll beat. Um, I don't foresee uh, that team losing, even though it's a little bit of a trots, uh, a revenge series, if you will. Um, but I think the I think the Caps can play a style of game that will even out some of what the Islanders do. Um, outside of that, I didn't see anything that makes me think that they can win a cup this year. Um, the Flyers handled them. Um, I mean, Boston, they beat them today, but Boston, like you said, they haven't really showed up. I, I think Washington is your clear-cut third or fourth best team. And once they run into likely what's going to be Tampa Bay, I think Tampa will dispatch of them. And, and you'll see you'll, you'll see that they're not as talented as what they were at the end of the break with the number one seed in, in the uh, the Metro. I think that was – they were playing with borrowed time, and, and you saw some of it in the games in the round robin. Yeah, I, uh, I think that was well said. I really don't have much to add about their chances. That's about exactly what I think is going to happen to them. You're going to see that uh, gradual decline unless something significant happens, and I don't know what that would be. I think they made the right decision in re-signing Backstrom and letting Hopi walk. I mean, why else are you drafting Samson off in the first round? The kid looks ready to go. You, gotta, you can spend save some of that other money you had that you normally use elsewhere. Maybe you get a decent backup. I'm not even sure who the backup is now ever since they traded Rupauer. Um, well, either way, what's that? It was Samsonov, but he is unfit to play right now. I think they have a uh, – what was the guy's name? Uh, let's see. Phoenix Copley, I believe. Oh, uh, okay. I don't even know if he's an NHL goalie. Um, maybe. Uh, Vitek Vanisek. That kind of sounds familiar, but that was who was back in the month. That's what it okay. was. Okay. I, I, I think, you know, Samsonov's the starter. They go, they go shopping. Um, I don't know how, who's available. I don't think it's going to be like a Chad Hutchinson. I think it's going to be better than that. Like, you know, if, if like for some reason the Flyers don't bring back Elliott, I, that would make sense to me. Um, I don't know how much he'd be wanting, but a player of that caliber, maybe not quite as good, um, but they just couldn't keep Holpe. They had they made the right decision, and I, I don't know what other prospects they have coming up to revitalize that team. I don't know what their cap situation is like, but it seems like 
they're going to have depth issues, and the top guys aren't getting it done like they used to. Even with Carlson having a ridiculous poise season like he did, uh, when he came back from injury, it wasn't quite the same, and now he's injured again. Um, I, I, I don't think their future, they're going to be this team, I think, for the next couple of seasons, and they're going to slowly start to, to dip and... I think we're then. I think they're done. I, I unless I can't see a move that would revitalize that team. And Ovechkin's not getting any older. You're you're locked into the guys on the team like Oshie. Uh, the defense is starting to deteriorate. Gudis was not a good move. Uh, unless Samsonov becomes better than Holpe, I don't I don't see it happening. And I think they're going to run out of time. Um, think you're going to see more moves like uh, a really solid defenseman at the deadline uh, a guy like Kolvachuk a guy who's older you can get at a cheaper price uh, I think they're going to go bargain shopping I think they're not going to be able to keep pace with uh, Tampa Philly even Boston and maybe some of these other younger teams to start stepping up Carolina could be one of them um, so yeah I think that was well said I think the caps are good but I don't think they're nearly as good <laughs> so uh, that's good to see because we saw a hell of a too much of them over the years. Yeah, I'm ready much for as them I like Oveshkin. Yeah, so let me move on to um, one more topic here. Um, there was a player who uh, started getting some uh, ice time. I think it started in Washington. Definitely noticed him in Tampa Bay. Um, his name was Shane Gossesberry. Remember him? Uh, yeah, the long lost uh, the ghost made an appearance. The ghost um, has been. We have a ghost sighting. It uh, was. Yeah, I mean, he. Uh, so, go ahead, take it. All right. So here's my thing. Robert Hag, nice defenseman, solid. You're you're not going to get much from him. He's not going to give up too much. Ghost playing earlier this year, he he looked like a shell of what we saw um, early in his career when he was putting up all those points. But I got to say, the way the top two pairs of defensemen are playing right now for the Flyers, you know you're going to lean so heavily on them that your third pair is going to play sparingly, but you want them to still be able to have some semblance of an impact. I think Robert Hag is a great seventh defenseman, but I don't think he brings anything to your lineup. He's not a great puck mover. He'll throw his body around, which is great. Uh, you, you like a little physical game, but Ghost, to me, and people may disagree because saying Ghost and getting him in the lineup is like uh, is taboo anymore. But in that game against uh, Tampa, I saw a Ghost that I knew and I remembered the way, the way he moves the puck, the way he skates. Look, he's going to take chances, and you're probably going to have a couple of three-on-twos, two-on-ones. Um but he brings a different element to this team. Um, on that pass he made across the, sl- the slot to Farabee, Hag's not making that play. Um, I would much rather see him get in for, let's say, give him two games. And if he's really hurting you out there, what's the worst thing in the world? You go back to Robert Hag. But to me, what I saw in that game, Ghost looked healthy. He was skating. He was making good decisions with the puck. He got out-muscled a couple times. But you know what? I can live with that the way – he can break out of the zone as compared to Hag. I'm totally fine with giving him a shot and saying, go play your game, get the shots all net, and just stay within yourself. If you see an opportunity, take it. And the other reason I say this 
is the Flyers are playing so well as a team that if Ghost is going to pinch, you know someone's covering for him on the back end. And I would rather take that chance than go the steady route with Hag. So that's my piece. I want to see Ghost in game one. I don't know if it's going to happen, but from what I saw in the game yesterday, I was very, very pleased with it. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. His very last game uh, of the season, which also was the Flyers, and it was his first in quite a while, uh, it was against Boston. And um, he actually had – he they lost that game, but he, he had a step that I didn't see when I was at the Devils' def- just debacle. Um, and I, he just, he didn't score, you know, he didn't, but he had some moves. He had some nifty moves and it just was a little bit of a jump that I haven't seen from ghost in quite a while. And I was really curious how that was going to do with this whole COVID nonsense. And you didn't see him in the game one, but you saw him, saw him in the game two. And he, uh, he looked, he looked like that same guy that I saw in that Boston game. And then he finally broke through with two really nice assists, uh, against Tampa of all teams. Um, I want the most talented team on the ice. I think the answer to this question is very simple. When you look at Hag, you say he is a sixth, seventh defenseman. Mm-hmm. When you look at Ghost, while he's a flyer, he's not a seventh defenseman. He's a top four defenseman. So, I mean, I know he's had issues, but if he's playing good or potential has potential the potential to play good, and he's bought into the system and stopped his cry baby nonsense, and if that even existed, or he's a better teammate. Those are his words. I need to be a better teammate. Make that up. Um, if those days are over and he's bought into the system and he just wants to be a part of the solution and not the problem, um, that could be such an X factor for the Flyers, who are already one of the best teams going into this. That could... Wow. Like, I, I mean, if you want to look really optimistic, I want him in because he could, if he even touches how good he was a couple of years ago, that could be such a difference maker and it could get the power play going. And that, that would, that would be a difference maker for sure. Even if he's not doing the scoring, but he's quarterbacking it or something. Uh, I'm getting ahead of myself, obviously, but the point is I would rather see goes in the lineup too. I'm sure there's people who are surprised to hear me say that. Um, but I called it how I see it, and when Ghost was playing bad, you're going to hear it, and he was. Let's not pretend he wasn't. But if he can play good, he has a spot in the lineup. Like, there's that is for sure. Hag is, you know, use him when you need to, you know? Yeah, if you have a spot, yes, use him. Don't think twice. You have an open spot, you go ahead, use him. Ghost is playing like this, you move people out of the lineup to get him in. You don't do that for Hag. As much as I like Hag. And that's the other thing. Like, if you like one guy, you have to hate the other. There's two camps. Yep. There's no neutral ground. Uh, you say something positive about Hag, you're getting darts from a Ghost supporter. You say something <laughs> positive about Ghost, Hag people get a little defensive. You know, and I like, uh, I like both players because for different reasons. And I had been giving Hag a lot more credit because he had been playing a lot better than a Ghost. Simple as that. But once Ghost started playing, yeah, he deserved the, the you know praise he was getting, and it became this civil war. It was stupid. Because um, I'm going to tell you right now, 
the ghost I saw, I would take over Hag any day. That was great. I just don't know if he can keep that play up. And when he's not doing that offensive stuff, he doesn't offer you anything defensively, and that could be a problem. That could be something uh, that gets us in trouble in games we shouldn't be in trouble or games are tighter than they should be. Uh, I'm, I'm just, But maybe he needed the break. Maybe he needed the rest. There was talks of a, a, an injury, you know. So I like what I saw. End of story. And if you ask me who's playing game one, I'm, it's Ghost. Agreed. And to bring it full circle, I have one uh, question for yeah. you. And this has to do with our uh, some fantasy as well. When Do you ever have a player on your team you want to move because you know he's got value, but he needs to play well for it to, like, if he plays bad, you know you're going to be, like, talking to people. You're going to be texting them, trying to you're convince them. Yeah, you got to talk them up. You got to make comments. You got to really do your, uh, pull some teeth, you know. <laughs> but if he plays good, they come to you and suddenly uh-huh. you can accept the best offer. So, with that being said, Flyers enter the offseason, they have cap issues. Do you use this good play as Ghost as a reason to keep him or to get more suitors to move him? So, uh, to me, it's actually quite simple. I would parlay what ghost does or, or let's say that he plays well enough to parlay it into being traded or at least getting legitimate interest in the trade market i would trade him um for the reason that i don't think he's going to be able to play enough meaningful minutes here to be the impact player that we want him to be during the course of a season uh with Provorov sign long term you got Sanheim, you got Myers, you got another year in Niskanen. Um, you got some guys in the minors. Look, I love Ghost. I, or I, I loved Ghost. He's he's winning me over a little bit more. But if someone comes to me, I'm trading him both for my benefit and for his. I, I think he needs to be on a second pair running a power play because I think that's how he's most effective. You kind of just let him, have to let him be him. He's got some warts to his game. They're not going to go away. But at the end of the day, he brings an element to a defense core that is really hard to find in today's NHL. And it's the way that it's going. You need a guy that can move the puck, can skate, and can score. And put in the right situation, I think he can uh, contribute that to a team. But I, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be in Philadelphia no matter what happens. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the right move. I hope that's... Um... I shouldn't say hope because I, I, if he's good here and there's room for him, they make it work somehow. I'll take that. But that doesn't seem to be feasible based on who we need to sign, who we've drafted. The fact that, uh, and this is true with a lot of GMs, Ghost is not a Fletcher guy by any means. Nope. Um, so, I mean, I, I do think a change of scenery only continue to help Ghost. Uh, that being said, I appreciate him playing well right now. I hope he keeps up because it will increase his value and it will make it easier to – and that contract, too, is going to look like a good contract. you got a young puck-moving defenseman with success on a good deal. That should attract some names. That should get some first-round picks. And that, that was my next question for you. Um, his perceived value, at least – what I would want before I would pull the trigger on him is a good prospect or a first round pick of some kind. And it doesn't have to be, it, I don't expect a lottery protected pick or anything like that, but a first round pick is a first round pick. Uh, otherwise I don't think it's worth moving him unless you absolutely have to. Um, 
or in some other deal with a player, but that doesn't, that seems, I don't know how they make that work. It kind of defeats the purpose uh, unless you package guys. Now we're getting into a ridiculous, it's not even worth going down that rabbit hole. Um, What is his perceived value if he plays like he's playing and continues to play well and puts the, some of these leagues on notice who are looking at defensemen like, Hey guys, I can still play. He's probably not going to be here. Uh, who wants me? Um, and they all know what he did in the past. And I thought he had value before he is playing well, like he is now. And if he keeps it up, what do you think the flyers are asking for at that point? So that's the tough part. Uh, if I'm a, an HL GM looking at ghosts, let's just take what we know. We saw the one game where he played well here. He, Hasn't had a great track record over the past couple of years, but we saw what he did his rookie year. So you know the skill is there. You know he's not getting any bigger. He's not getting taller. So he's always going to be a smallerish defenseman that can skate and move the puck. At four and a half million for three more years, the way the NHL is going, especially with a flat salary cap next year, to have that cost certainty uh, of a guy like him, that four and a half. It's nothing to sneeze at, but he's also not making six. You can fit four and a half into a lineup, I think, pretty easily. Um, I think I can see them getting a conditional first-round pick, maybe based on games played or points scored. Um, but I would love to turn him into a, a prospect and maybe a, a second or third-round pick. Um, I think that's where you're you're mostly looking at, maybe a prospect on another team that's that's talented. Kind of think back to Drouin. I'm not saying you're going to get a Drouin type for him, but a guy that wasn't going to do anything in Tampa. So you trade him and maybe he flourishes somewhere. So maybe you, you kind of swap swap players like that, someone in the a minor league system for another team, throw it on top of it a second or third round pick, depending on the caliber of a player. But if you can move that money and acquire a guy plus a pick, I'm totally fine with it. Uh, first round pick would be nice, but if I'm playing the other side of it, I'd have a hard time giving up a first-round pick straight up for for Ghost, especially with the injuries that he's been dealing with. Yeah, and they and they uh, they might run out of time, and they might have to. The, the cap has not been moving because of everything going on, uh, and they could be in trouble. They got uh, Coots wins a Selkie, which he very well should and could. He um he his contract's coming up soon, and he's been uh, criminally underpaid. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me for him to ask for the moon, and rightfully so. Uh, they yeah they might be forced to take what they can get and I'll be honest with you so I sometimes if I know the prospect and I recognize the name and some draft capital uh, I prefer that to a first round pick honestly I, I wouldn't mind that at all I, I definitely want to get somebody who's got you know a p- real potential and not just a name and a pick um, it's like we do in some scenarios I would do that for sure uh, it depends uh, there's a lot of teams who are going to look at the fact that he plays defense and is cheap seems like Calgary that like we need to add to our defense. We don't have a whole lot of money. We're iffy at goal. <laughs> We're going to lose Johnny Gajo most likely. You know, yeah. we need more than just one defenseman. So picking up a guy like Ghost and then signing, spending that money elsewhere, maybe miraculously keeping Gajo, um, that might be a, a good idea for them. And then they hope that he does, you know, I mean, what is a first-round pick? It's a, it's potential, you know, and sure. then kind of hope that he does, you know, come back, come back to something he already did and change of scenery does guys a lot of good. But at the same time, like you said, 
I'm not exactly uh, – I'm looking for a deal here. I'm not looking to get Ben yeah. over or anything like that. So, um, yeah, should be interesting. Better he plays, easier it should be. Um, yeah, you have anything else on Hag and Ghost? Uh, not on them, but I'll tell you this. The uh, Blue Jackets just knocked off the Maple Leafs. Oh, my God. So let me ask you this. Did their first-round matchup be Tampa-Columbus? It is. Oh, my God. How, how perfect is that? If they do it again, I'll take back the AV argument. <laughs> <laughs> they have to yourself. sweep them, though. They got to sweep them. All right, a sweep. You heard it here first. Yeah, I will take it back. Torts will be the greatest coach of all time. That's so cool, a rematch of last year's shenanigans. Yep. Oh, my uh, God. I didn't even th- – th- that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody's going to be talking about that now. And uh, I think a lot of people are going to be making excuses for Columbus. <laughs> I, I personally do. But that's good for that, man. Toronto didn't deserve it. I mean, like you said, they're playing uh, street hockey hockey out there with the you know, run and gun and no system. And Sheldon Keefe's probably questioning his job at this point. So uh, yeah, we'll see how – uh, He was the guy that they were grooming to take over for Babcock and – Wouldn't let anybody talk to him. Nothing. Yep. Yep. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, you never know. See what happens. It could be more of a GM issue, too, with uh, – although I don't think it is. But uh, they do need to add to the defense. But, uh, hey, maybe they'll get ghost. Uh, but, anyway, <laughs> yeah, congrats to Columbus. Tortorella stays alive. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I mean, that's pretty cool. Um, other than that, Steve, uh, we're about an hour and 24, five minutes in. Do you have anything else tonight? Uh, off the top of my head, I don't think so. I just got to say watching, watching hockey in August is not the worst thing I've ever experienced. Uh, starting at noon and going till 10, 11, 12 at night, I'm really enjoying the playoffs. Um, one last thing I will add, and I've said this to a couple people I've talked to, I think the fact that the uh, top four teams got that little round robin warm up to, to play um, where the other teams are fighting for their lives. I think that was a huge advantage. Um, they got a chance to get their legs under them. And I think that's going to show up in round two. It wouldn't shock me if all of the favorites won, uh, just based on that. So uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it. And the schedule looks like it's rolling out now. Uh, we're, gonna, we're, in, we're in for some good hockey, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. Definitely right about hockey in August. Uh I this is I hate that I'm an essential worker at this point because to have this much hockey on this consistently and have to be at work for most of it is painful, absolutely painful. Uh, right, I, I haven't watched this much playoff hockey in a while because the Flyers haven't been in it mostly. Uh, I'd usually wait and watch some uh, rivalry ones at most. Yeah. But even then, I'd catch a game or two. Like I watched pretty much the entire Pittsburgh Montreal series outside of uh, a little bit of Game Three. Um, it's crazy. It's awesome. Uh, and the Flyers should be in the thick of it for quite a while. I mean, I think we're looking at going pretty damn far or bust based on how things are. And I'm really excited for the second period. So I'm really excited for the games to truly, truly matter for the Flyers. I mean, in my mind, they did matter. But this is the real deal now. Um, yeah. And, uh, game one is Wednesday at 8 o'clock. Wow. At Wednesday. Oh, wow. That's far. Damn. I know. <laughs> like, uh, I thought I thought we had a chance at uh, tomorrow the way things are going, and I was like, "Oh, that, it won't be us." I think they're no, taking no games tomorrow. Yeah, Just no games tomorrow. Party. So I was, yeah, that I did know. I was like, "All right, well, maybe we'll play Tuesday then." Yeah. And 
Wednesday, and it's the late game. Jeez. Wednesday, 8 o'clock, baby. That's good, though. Uh, 8 o'clock. Montreal. That should be cool. I, I miss the days of playing the random teams in the first round. You know, everything with their silly playoff. I don't know about you, but I don't like the new playoff system. I get the rivalry thing. But the Flyers made rivalries in the 90s with teams like Buffalo, Toronto, Ottawa, you know, who weren't in their division because they played in the playoffs so often. And I miss that. That was awesome. Um, you'll just, always have the yeah. other rivalries. And when those rivalries play each other in rounds that matter, like the Eastern Conference Finals, that makes it that much better. Think of uh, New York and Philly in, what, 97? Oh, yeah. You know, like, you can't have that now, really, you know. And I think that's the one round of the playoffs where most people, like, are – I kind of tune out and maybe come back for the cup. Like I, it's cause it's always a, it's never, it hasn't really been too many good matchups, at least in the East. What was it? Carolina hurricanes last year or uh, yeah. And Boston, yep. like, and it wasn't even a good series. Like, I think Boston, would they win one game? He gets swept in the Eastern conference finals. This isn't basketball. Come on, man. <laughs> like that's, that's, I want to see like barn burners. I want to see teams that hate each other in that round. Cause everything's on the line. You know, so that's why I don't like the new playoff formula. And this is a throwback to how it used to be. The last time I hit Montreal in the playoffs. Oh, well, Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, yeah. There you go. 2010. Yeah. Oh, Anything wow. Interesting. So, um, yeah. So they took out Pittsburgh for us that year, too. Uh, so, yeah, it should be good. I'm telling you right now, but I'm going to make a stupid, ridiculous prediction because I'm an asshole. I'm saying four. I'm saying they sweep them four nothing, baby. All right. I'm saying four one. All right. Uh, well, they better win. That's all that really matters. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right, guys, uh, with that, uh, I think it's a wrap. We'll put a bow on it. Thanks for listening. Please remember to like, favorite, and subscribe. Keep an, uh, an eye out for all HW Radio content. Our main show with myself, Kyle, and Jimmy. We should be recording that tomorrow, depending on when you're hearing this. Uh, but also, uh, Forcer's Corner with Kyle, the Jim and Jim show with Jim Dowd, anything, with hockey, anything but hockey with Kelly Hinkle. There was a new show out today, Jimmy. Um, but the, it was a very positive uh, podcast with Bright. I do not remember his first name. Let me look that up for you real quick. New to uh, HW Radio, the Bright Side with Josh Bright. He actually lives out in Anaheim. He just okay. had a show with Jimmy. It was very good. They talked about um, a lot of different stuff. Some of the stuff we covered here. I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, although I, I want you to listen to, and you too, Steve, if you haven't already, uh, his take on Nolan Patrick. Definitely interesting. I liked it. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it. You go listen to that. Yeah, that's the new show, The Bright Side. So thanks again, guys. Uh, Also check out our website, hwhockey.net. You can find any of our past or present shows on there, as well as a lot of articles. We've got some writers on the the site now writing a lot of different things, a lot of good things. Uh, Hag Hag show was up there. uh, Hag show. Hag article was recently up there, and it was very good. I'm sure that will get some people revved up, um, as well as more things coming in every day. Um, so, uh, with that, I'm Jack Smith. You can find me at Jack underscore HW radio. He's Steve Ferrari, Ferrari underscore HW radio. Uh, join us next time when HW radio again comes full circle. All right. Look forward to, uh, to the playoffs, baby. Can't wait. <laughs>